0: This is H.P.R. episode 1891 entitled H.P.R. Community News for October 2015 and is part of the series H.P.R. Community News. It is hosted by H.P.R. volunteers and is about 44 minutes long. The summary is H.P.R. Community News for October 2015.
1: This episode of H.P.R. is brought to you by anhonesthost.com
0: Hi everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. It's Halloween and the gremlins are out because I just have been trying to uh, record a show on the mumble server and Ahuka's having connectivity issues and then we went and recorded with my daughter of nine years old We got 25 minutes in and I realised that I hadn't pressed the push to talk button. So now I'm winging it on my own, as Dave Morris is off enjoying himself at Odd Camp. Actually, he's working extremely hard. Big shout out to the guys there at um, the HPR table, who uh, I believe is Macnulu and uh, Chalkum, and of course, uh, through is streaming it for us, uh, well, on a webcam, taking a picture every five minutes or something. So. It looks like they're having a nice time. I'm really, really, really uh, miss not being there. There's some amateur radio stuff I saw that I would have loved to have a a look at. So there you go. Um, But we will continue on, we will continue on, we will continue on. Hacker Public Radio, yes, what it is, what it was. Hacker Public Radio is... A community podcast network just for those of you who don't know it means that we're all in this boat and we are <laughs> we all in this boat and if you want to record a podcast you can in fact not only are you allowed to do it you are actually encouraged to do it and uh, we're not allowed to say anymore that you're required to do it because you're not. It's CC BY-SA, so there's no onus on anybody. But it kind of makes logical sense if nobody starts uh, contributing shows, then um, yeah, we don't have any shows. Basically, as simply as simple as that. So, what we do here once a month, we we take some time out to discuss what's been going on in the community um behind the scenes or maybe if you're not on the mailing list or if you didn't catch all the shows and you think hey i'd like to go back and listen to that then that's what this show is all about um the first thing we do of course is we welcome our new hosts and thankfully this month that dave is away and uh, hook is not here to help us out i will have the traditioning, traditional butchering of the names. Uh, but fortunately, I think this month it should be okay. Although my daughter get, earlier on pronounced all these names differently than I would have done. So Clack E, uh, Volcano, Just Me and The Love Bug all submitted a show for the first time. And we welcome them all with wide open arms so we'll quickly just nip on through some of the um uh, talking about each of the shows that there were and the first one up this month is a n.y bill who um, has a icon or a avatar of a monkey holding a gun which was very amusing for my nine-year-old and his show was on irssi connectbot and this is uh something that you can get from F-Droid, which will allow you to connect um to IRSSI, which is a internet relay chat server and if you don't know we hang out uh on irc on freenode.net in the channel hash ogcastplanet. and there you can talk to people in the world you can even talk to me although i'm eight hours out of sync with everybody else so uh what I tend to do is uh, at the end of the day, I um, take the logs from the previous day, then listen to them and then respond the following day. So expect a 48 hour delay in replying. So uh, good show. My own comments about that would be I would be reluctant to do this because I would not like one of my keys uh, unencrypted on my phone. Um even if it is protected with a password, I just it does not give me a warm fuzzy feeling. But um, depends on the depends on the context, I guess. The following day, the paranoid among us continue with the Ahuka's show from the privacy and security series on how to set up a OpenSSH server. I taking the same approach he has to his LibreOffice series, uh, basically going through um, this whole thing in small steps and basically showing what to do and how to set up an SSH server loads of links in there very very useful Um, and that brings us to the following day which was HPR community news and last month I was out with a a chronic back pain would be a word to describe it and thankfully John and Dave stood up to the plate and did the show for us and that's basically what HPR is all about people from the community getting up and doing what needs to be done and I appreciate it that they did that for us. And it was also interesting just to hear this show um, from the uh, for the first time, as having not participated in it. Uh, there was one other show that I uh, wasn't on before, but I was listening on Mumble, just not participating. Um, so it's it's actually yeah, it's, it's it's nice to hear that. And they were very 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 kind to everybody kinder than i am i'm more more strict um the next show was swift 110 with sim city build it september 2015 and um discussion about the um this game and uh, sim city and what to do and how to how to go about uh, building it i'm not particularly into games to be honest uh i lost quite a bit of my life on on the lemmings back in the day um but uh i do see the benefits of um uh, the kids are using Minecraft on the Raspberry Pi's to and there's a coding element in there and I do see it as an interesting way to get kids involved in coding so there you go, but good show. And he's uh, more later on in the year. Hold on, I should be doing the comments for these shows as I go along. Let's see if there are any comments. You see, if Dave isn't here or Ahuka isn't here, I make a complete mess out of the whole thing. Which is uh, which is unfortunate, I must say. But um, So there haven't been any comments on the shows we've discussed so far. I knew that all along, I knew that all along. Then we had uh, Today with a tech uh, TIT Radio. Uh, 21 i thought i had better links Uh, fifty one fifty, saving us all from actually needing to do any work um, i find it just easier to wait for a 51's uh, links and just browse through them rather than uh, parsing through news feeds myself then the next day was our 10 year anniversary and as luck would have it, have it. Uh, on that day when it was released, they uh, there was actually ten years, so we we nailed that more out of accident than uh, by planning. But it was really really awesome to talk to Dukes, and this was another weird one because I never have mumble um, fall out of me like that. And then just five minutes in, the whole thing disconnected, and then we reconnected again. You probably heard me coming in and up, but again, I was as I don't edit the shows, as you know. Um, it was only later that I I realized I was able to sit and enjoy, uh, droops. Droops is one of those guys who got me into podcasting in the first place, and I have the absolute utmost respect for him. And so much so that you know what he's doing now with those kids is absolutely awesome and absolutely amazing. And it was actually great to go back and hear. Uh, what was going on because i was the other side of the, the world when when this whole thing was started and i'm just contributing like any anybody else so i had i had no involvement whatsoever in the in the initial setup and really all i've been doing since since then is just doing these shows once a once a month and uh, replying to email posting the odd show now and again so uh droops um, posted a silly comment and then we had Jay Wow public school school supervisor hearing about all your classes makes me a little envious to be honest uh dave morris said i love this interview really enjoyed it congratulations thanks ken no, no need to thank me it was uh droops who took the time out it was droops who took the time out to start this you know let's not forget it's easy to to keep the momentum going once it's been going for so long That these guys set the whole thing up in the first place they had no clue whether it was going to take off or not so awesome them." It was great to get an understanding of, of more history of HPR, HPR and given further insight into who the founders were and their motiv- what their motivations was. And Droops sounds like a hell of a teacher. Couldn't agree with you more. And just to that vein, I've been re-listening re- to this episode on the train and I've been making note of the the people Droops mentioned in that. And, and it's definitely uh, my intention to go back and interview a lot more of these so we can get our actual history going on in there and then uh, have this in our about page again awesome awesome stuff okay uh following day we had text formatting options are explored and this is the LibreOffice series and um this month they are this one they were doing text styles and text for- formatting toolbar and this clarified an awful lot of uh stuff for me and again look in the show notes with a link to Hookah's own website where he's got uh, screenshots on this so uh very good stuff there as always very professional you know it's embarrassing that we're that we we have shows of this uh quality on here and we're just passing them off uh every month has been yeah this is what we expect from a hookah who you know if he said, submits anything of lesser quality than this we will all be um we will all be annoyed anyway clarky did a show 15 um motivated by the 15 15 excuses not to record a show for HPR done by Nightwise and um uh, he uh, had a um a link in there discussed the microbe log as well manifest um which is a um a project that he would like to get started uh basically looking for a using HPR as a motivation to get back into uh developing that and I really hope he does cuz he submitted two shows so Seems to be on a roll here as the following day was recording a hbr episode on the fly on the Android phone. Um so they um he installed URecord from Android and um basically gives a review of of the software. So another option there, if you have got an Android phone, no excuse to um not use that. I actually use uRecord as well, I found it very handy for taking minutes of meetings and then you're just hands-free. For the rest be easy submitted a show the following day based on what's in your bag and um usb encryption usb stick and a mouse and uh Klipsch earbuds which i'd never heard of before 60 uh 80 dollars shipping and these are uh always always of interest to me um, um and has very very handy tool in there to just go back to my previous comment about uh, securing your ssh keys on your android phone there is f allocate dash l 3g my image, uh, dot img which will mount an encrypted lux partition so pretty cool Pretty cool stuff. The following day, we had hacking a belt to make it fit. And uh, this, is, this is a cool uh, cool episode. Kind of makes sense. The only uh, thing is I would probably be hacking it to add on more than uh, hacking it to make it smaller. But uh, I am always interested in um, in these sort of things. And this, um, hardware hacks or fixing stuff that's broken, it's really really um, gives me a sense of achievement um, in the previous episode that was or in the previous attempt to record this that wasn't recorded my daughter was describing how um, the last thing we fixed were was the these earphones where she was able to fix um, one of them stopped working where the coil had uh, fallen off so she was able she unscrewed it put the coil back put it down with sellotape and was able to fix the headsets um, the one that i'm using right now so absolutely love uh, this sort of thing and now that john has made it an official thing that hackers are interested in then uh, you never know i might actually do some more shows about that sort of thing I must say we're very light on the comments this month um as well so uh there's only been three so far the arduino Two was back with a arduino bluetooth how-to and he will get the commenters out for sure for sure and this is a continuing what will be soon if it's not already a series on arduino um and this was the super uh, he's on about super basic uh, arduino controller um for controlling arduinos and getting to talk over bluetooth and mike ray um says really good show clatu Really enjoyed anything about Arduino in general fiddling with electronics. Currently mucking about with an RF transmitter and receiver modules that have and have considered using Zigbee. So this show was of uh, of interest. Look forward to Mike doing some shows on that. Clarky here is on the roll. My Road to Linux, uh, installing Watchtower on the Amiga uh, as he reviews 22 years of Linux usage and described basically everything uh, are basically the road to linux and it was pretty interesting to see all that stuff 22 years that's all that's a long. speaking with somebody else who uh, was um talking about stuff to compute away from his laptop and mobile computing and stuff was chasar and using an nvidia shield tablet with wi-fi with a case with a bluetooth mouse with a keyboard with a power and then free and open source android apps so uh, there's quite a few here that i had known about quite a few i didn't know about one or two that i installed after the fact and a few that i probably will come across if i ever need to the only thing about this was i was just wondering why not use a netbook or something where just everything's connected and you don't have all these little bits it would be very figgly for me on the train i think for my personal use case but um, yeah maybe you could comment as to why you didn't um you know what the the advantages of this over a laptop don't know if that was particularly clear Nightwise saying don't get locked in, and to be honest, when I heard this, I was going to think it was a a, a discussion about not getting locked into uh, proprietary software, but actually it was about not getting locked into your you know beliefs, just uh, go with the flow and uh, or you know use the best tool for the job. And I will say I don't agree with him uh, because he's well able to take the fact that people don't agree with him. And I don't agree with him on the point of view that if you don't use the software, then if you don't use uh, the software, then it won't. If you don't use open source software, you can't report the bugs. If you can't report the bugs, it can't be improved. That's basically what it comes down to. So, yes, absolutely correct. Uh, even Nahuka said that things like Impress are not as good as PowerPoint, but they will never be as good as PowerPoint if people don't get involved and use them and improve them there you go that's my feeling but yes he, d- he does have a point use the best tool for the job so i um, there is a certain thing called morals and ethics and your personal beliefs do come into it so it's not i don't think it's just as black and white as all that so but a good show nonetheless hopefully this will inflame him so much that he will come back and do more shows for us more batch scripting tips well apparently dave Um, is a genius at many 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 things and I have as soon as I heard this show I went and updated many of my scripts uh, particularly the ones related to dates and log files they that is just saved uh, saved my life so much so this is going into my um, must-have series as all as always and this this got the commenters out of the, uh, out of the woodwork. First comment was by Frank. Thank you, Dave. Very nice piece of work. I've been trying to understand regular expressions, I guess, because I like puzzles. In addition to giving me a better understanding of Bash, the examples you gave show similarity with some regular expression syntax, which in turn gives some context to regular expressions so that it does not seem to be quite... So foreign a language. Dave replied Regular expression subjects is a complex one. I've been wondering whether I should try and pass on what I know about it. Duh Dave This man is the HPR admin and still doesn't know that should I record a show for HPR by default means yes Uh, Anyway Dave, Dave, Dave. Yes. There is nobody on the planet who works with Linux does not want to understand regular expressions better Anyway. Strictly Strictly this brace expansion topic is in an area of using patterns to match file names. Confusingly, this is similar but not the same as regular expressions. In the later episodes in this not series, I want to talk more about file name matching, then look at regular expressions in the context of bash. Really, the regular expression subjects could, should, yes, should, uh, could be a standalone and should look at what's available in bash. Grep, said, awk, etc. I use Perl regular expressions the most, but I hesitate to go too deep there because they are mind blowing. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. But we also need grep, said, and awk uh, regular expressions help. In fact, awk and said, I have the feeling that my experience with them are just a mere toe in the water of the deep abyss that would be those um, tools. So if you are familiar with those tools, please don't assume that everybody is. Record a show and send it in. Thank you very much. Frank replied again. Indeed, regular expressions are complex. They make my brain hurt. Frank, I'm with you, my friend. I'm with you. Seeking some kinship with shell commands, some indication that whoever precipitated regular expressions did not just make it up from a whole cloth is something comforting. I recently stumbled across a beginner's tutorial with a link to the community tutorials, which I went to, and was actually very very good link in the show notes um what makes it so good is that it uses gpl key found on every linux computer for the exercise gpl text so you can practice examples and try different options as you read along so the the text that he's using whoops is the gpl so it's pretty cool so Dave says I skimmed through the tutorial and it looks very good thanks for the pointers so pretty cool is this thing still recording I really hope so okay the following day Libra office multimedia and this is something that I have wanted to do uh, and I've struggled with I really have so much so that I just didn't bother and went video and then alt tab to um, an external player. But Ahoka goes through and clarifies it and there I think he makes makes very good points where you know Lib- Libra office is lacking um in certain things. Then Moral Volcano, first time host. Excellent, excellent show. Had a had a listen to this. Um does not like the fact that Gnome two went away, I'm guessing. But makes follow- makes absolutely valid points and um earlier i was trying to explain it to my nine-year-old daughter and i uh met it akin to you're playing on the playground and somebody some of the children change the game is that nice yeah sometimes it is and if they'll do it and they don't tell you then is that nice no it's not so uh so that's kind of what went on here but a a good uh, a very good um links here in the show notes as well and where you can get various different fonts as well so cool stuff more the only thing i was thinking more volcano when you're doing a show don't waste all your topics on one show please record multiple shows guys oh geekies. okay the following day just me slammed my taste in coffee no actually the vast majority of coffee drunk in ireland is uh, nescafe instant so yes to be honest i don't think i could tell One brand of coffee from the other and as it turns out uh, most uh, studies on wine connoisseurs can't tell the difference between red and white wine if they're put into two different bottles and i strongly suspect that probably people can tell the difference in coffee but uh, i found some coffee here i find the coffee in the netherlands the um, the regular stuff is very burnt to my liking so i found a nice um, uh, ethiopian coffee that uh, is in the supermarket and That's the one I drink. Pretty cool. But if you're into coffee, uh, and I'd like to know from the other coffee connoisseurs on here, because it's now a series. Are you all happy? Their coffee is an official series on HBR. Soon we'll be making kitten series. But yes, if people will insist on (laughs) on making coffee shows, then uh, go ahead and please do so. Oh yes, Diceware Passphrase from John Duart. And I, oddly enough, I hadn't heard about this before. And then afterwards, I kept seeing it coming up everywhere basically you have a whole go of regular words from a dictionary are assigned a number you toss six uh or so dice and uh the number that comes out is fine the only thing i would suggest if you're doing this is um cleft cam synod lucky year, and walk i don't know how easy those would be to remember but yeah okay fair enough um that That's as unmemorable to me as uh, as anything. So what I tend to do with my passwords is um, I have several different things inside of them. And then I will have, I will maintain in each of them, that is always a um, one thing in that series. This is always one thing in the next series, always one thing in the next series, in the next series. And one of the series might be, I don't know, um, rivers. It isn't what it could be and uh the next series could be you know types of monkeys or something and then you do the leap leap speak thing on it but not like just the easy leap speak um start looking at the keyboard and going yeah if i was to put uh, if i was to make a t for example be a um chevron uh, over the six like the chinese hat um with a pipe that would be a t so every time i come across that make up your own leap speak letters and then use that so then it's a it's a phrase that you it's a thing that you remember Uh, and of course you know one of your series should be heavily involved in numbers i don't know maybe you have a number and then you or you think of a word and you convert that to the letters to numbers or something i don't know so yes anyway whatever works for you but it's an interesting approach and if it works for you then good um (laughs) no for something completely different this was a a shadowy figure who wanted to know if it was okay to uh uh, ask was it out there yes it was out there and uh, but we don't um we don't as admins ever um check what the shows are so the shows that are put up there are the shows we have no um we have no we do not edit in any way the shows there's two ways for that one that's a traditional thing as in droop said it there on the on the uh, 10 year anniversary um you know why should i or anybody else you know pick say whether it's a good show or not um so um there you go it was a very period piece i must say at the time i don't know if um it Would pass the code of conduct thing for certain people, but it did make me chuckle, I must say. And awesome that, that, uh, that that's a uh, 5150 shop are selling my uh, my earbuds with a knot in them. So that's I'm patent pending on that one, just so you all know. I've got a lot of intellectual property tied up in that particular idea, so I, I will be chasing these people down. Um, so the following day was a short walk with my son Dave who is you know you know I'm not allowed to say you owe me a show anymore which is fine I'm happy with that unless of course you say you're going to do a show in which case you owe me a show it's a personal thing It has nothing to do with HPR or the commitment or the GPL if you say Ken I'm going to send you a show now I will go yes you owe me a show so Oh, as he went along, he just kept digging himself into a deeper and deeper hole. Dave, why did you do this? Now I have all these shows to to, uh, keep track of. Although these lapel mics look really, really cool. I was thinking of seeing if I could get one. But by the time I uh, bug, Dave is, of course, from thebugcast.org. Uh, where all good music meets so long as it's creative Commons. Uh, metric versus imperial measurement yes that uh, he did that and uh, made many promises of different shows to have so that was it for the shows for this month and i missed some comments from gnu linux or tm just listened while walking to the dog on a cloudy spooky night before halloween love the delivery working on working in all the hpr references and is going to learn more about the uh, miko pad t02 The i must say the production quality on the on the shadowy figures uh, theater performance was absolutely awesome i was funny because when the rain started i I was going hey i know where he got that he got that at uh, freesound.org because because i use that as white noise and work when uh, i want to get so i want to go into the zone and uh, people are being loud So pretty cool. That was that for the shows. Let's see. Mailing list discussions. Um, Two main topics uh, this month. Both of them concerned the community news. So some months there's a lot of chatter. Uh, More months it's uh, nice and quiet. There was a few comments on previous shows from um, back in August. And my bills multimeter mods part one. I got a comment by uh, NetherGeek. NeanderGeek like that like that handle yes just got my uh unity ut61e and still waiting on my usb cable i may get a lead backlight added tomorrow i'll follow up when i do one of one of the photos had what looks like a storage organizer for resistors in the foam of one quarter of a circle do groups of four of them make stackable rings are they affordable and are they useful and my bill we tune in next month to find out what my bill says about that in the uh, september episode uh, frank bell did an episode on introduction to w3m command line web browser there were two comments comment number one was from tom underscore hi i just discovered this tool th- w3m and i was wondering if it would be possible to access to a page that requires a login and password I need to be able to be done automatically from the command line. I couldn't be pressing keys. It's a headless server. Do you know if that's possible? I would need to grab some text. But once I logged in, the URL remains the same. So he gives the um, the uh, URL. According to the man page, you can automatically log in with a proxy. Perhaps you could bend. You will see the P alt argument in the man page. I'm skeptical. That's what you want to do now. Uh, I will reply back to Tom underscore now saying that this is absolutely possible using uh, wget and it's absolutely possible using uh, curl on a headless server not a problem um but that will save it out to a file and i don't know if that's if you want to do an inter. i'm not 100 sure you want to do an interactive s- session here but then again you're saying that's a headless server so it seems to be that you want to script it but you can definitely do that with uh, curl with wget and in both of them in curl especially you can change the user agent string if there's anything fun- funky stuff going on there in curl you can also do uh, pushes as well as, as gets And you can do, um, I guess, uh, uh, you can even do connections over uh, SSL and stuff like that. So that's that's probably the way you want to go. In response to Gabriel even fires a mouse in a maze on the Raspberry Pi, the comment number two was Eric with a better mouse and... Here's my code for creating a maze in Excel. It's actually fairly easy to make a true maze without any blocked sections. Basically, it grows out of walls from the edges. As long as you don't connect with other walls, you'll end up with a graph where every space can be visited from every other space. Uh, Akaminet doesn't seem to uh, like me posting code, so he just describe the acronym. If you could email that, Eric, please to... Um, admin at hpr i'd like to see what you're doing um basically he says you create a square of rows from x without numbers you put a w and he so i'm not going to describe that because uh, it's a show in itself gosh hold on perhaps eric you could record a show on this and then in the show notes you could upload the excel document describing that that would be awesome his comment goes on very much to describe everything and gabrielle replies that's an interesting algorithm I can intuitively see why it works, but I want to think of how I could prove it. One would put a start and end point in the maze in that case. The transverse algorithm through the maze generated like that would probably just be a right-hand rule variant since the wall would be a single connected component. The truly random generation that I mentioned in the podcast does not guarantee that, of course, meaning the right-hand rule would just lead the mouse in a circle forever actually if you you want to uh can you go and please read this or uh, gabrielle can you record a comment back to this general rule of thumb if your comment starts hitting an essay then can you record a show especially if Dave isn't here to read all this stuff out for me. Um so I was gonna two is burn to mind. Could always make the cheese are scan the maze and mark connected components ensure the mouse and the cheese land on the same connected component. Scan the maze mark the connected components and make a pair of independent connection components break walls between them and connect it until the maze gets a single component connection your generation approach produces much more sound and generally pleasing looking maze i'm looking to see if there's a good way then to take it and shake it up a little to allow for disconnected wall segments and such situ- a while the remaining s- while and such while retaining such pleasingness of course there's another possibility to add the notion of teleporters to the maze smiley face thanks for the insight on the algorithm uh that's what i like best about my little exercises there's so many variations you can make a lot so very true in response to the awesome epic guide to kde um geddy's replied to a comment uh from me saying uh, thanks ken glad to know that you found the article useful and agree with the worthwhile idea i'll be looking around for follow-up and see if we can find another one absolutely cool um that's where he took uh, the um linux format and read out an article uh not just read out read it out with with feeling and there were, he also posted a reply back to john culp who who had previously said he really enjoyed the episode. Um, I wants to thank uh, you and Dave for the encouraging feedback from last month's Community News episode. I'm pleased that you both agree with it being a good idea and to read Creative Commons articles. I'd like to... I'll take that as approval from the HPR community. As I said before, you don't need approval from the HPR community. You just do it. I'll even take requests if anyone finds... any something of interest that I can convert to audio licensing permitting as you rightly pointed out hope it's not too long before I can post another show whether it's their original content or not nope definitely uh if it's creative commons and the license allows it then uh, go for it personally I don't think I could do that because as you can tell I'm struggling just to read out um comments here uh, whereas um <laughs> Whereas you seem to be able to read an article and uh, make it like you're uh, just having a conversation in the pub, which is an awesome gift. Um, Dave Morris's episode and this here is a Raspberry Pi that will very soon be over there at my printer because this network printer that I spent over the odds um, to buy, uh, the network printing function has actually stopped. So I'm printing now through my wife's PC. So it means that in order to print, I need to go through my wife's PC. So, I'm going to. I'm having a Raspberry Pi on the inside of the network to connect to the Raspberry Pi in the intranet, which I connect to via Stepping Stone server, which I then connect to from various different places. Yes, I am paranoid, but uh, Dave, and then I, as I was listening to Dave's episode, about this i was also down in the recycling shop in the kringlow Winkle. Uh, thanks john Kolb for that tip and i was looking at perfectly good printers there that are not network attached anymore i was thinking hey if i had done a little bit of research or just got lucky there are printers down there for a tenner and probably don't have any ink cartridges in them refer to my continuous ink supply system printer find a good printer there make sure it works with continuous ink supply system slap on a raspberry pi that you have anywhere next to it with a usb connector bob's your uncle meg's your aunt and tom's your first cousin yes indeedy anyway back to the comments for the episodes because i'm 100 percent sure you have no interest in me listening to this so um we had a whoa remote scanning comment previously from John Culp and at the time I was thinking I think he, he was thinking why would you ever do that and since then I've been thinking yes it will give you a lot more control than the printer itself if I can control it remotely with a scanner i do have a sheet feeder on this thing and then uh, would allow me to take it the problem with it is the sheet feeder thing has a it works and then i have to it saves it to a particular file format and there's no control you basically don't have any control it's just just dumped on a on a network location whereas if i'm scanning that in using a piece using a linux machine i can then set up our tool chain where i can scan and then um, do orc perhaps on it or at least put file names in that uh, are mean something to me anyway back to the comments meanwhile back at the comments dave morris remote scanning exception thanks john i like that routers can turn can run printers like this but su- suspect the features are limited and john was on about uh, getting a, a router that he got in a, in the goodwill shop Back to Dave's comments. I have plans to experiment with cups, perhaps configuring other queues for different size stationery, for example. I also have a very old De- DEC LN03 monochrome laser printer circa 1987, which I'd like to hook up if it still works. It needs a serial connection, though, which should be fun. The scanning capability is good to have and has been used more than I would have expected. Quality is not particularly high, but it's good enough for most purposes. Then we had a comment by Turtle. Nice show. Here is the CUPS PPD for the deck LN03. Just proves that people are subscribed to the HPR feed as well. It also has the manual. And all you need is a USB to serial adapter. Looking forward to hearing about getting it running and putting that on the Pi and other printer cheers turtle dave morris replied deck ln03 thanks turtle i had not got as far as checking drivers and manuals very useful from my initial researches this this is with anything with dave you just dangle some tech in front of him and he's gone anyway um, and i will not have other people use dave in such a manner that i use him on (laughs) hbr from an initial research back to the comments from an initial researches i was sure i wasn't sure whether a serial adapter could drive the printer i didn't know if it needs flow control for example however i should continue to investigate i also have a 132 column matrix printer somewhere in the attic but i think it has a centronics parallel connector wow that takes me back so i suspect that it will be a challenge to get that working bob evans replies connecting to legacy printers hi dave Thanks for this timely episode. I'm considering a Pi to serve my HP LaserJet 2200 printer on my home network. The deck LN03 uses RS-232, RS-422 for a serial connection. You should be able to use a USB to serial converter. I used an LN03 with PC clones and I was able to run a serial link as fast as 19.0. 200 baud user manual will indicate how to set serial parameters via dip switches near the data connector excellent i suggest verifying the print engine still works by printing a few test page before trying to connect it to a computer i think there is a small square white button on the back that indicates printing of a test page it is probably difficult now to get toner or replacement parts like feed rollers for the ln03 when the nylon gears inside my LN03 fractured, I finally ditched the printers after about 20 years of use in the home office. Comments there. Would it now not be possible to print off a replacement part on a 3D printer? Perhaps be an interesting topic for somebody. Anyway, be aware that there are a few different LN03 models. Mine was the rare image printer that would only accept PostScript. The model will determine the driver and the settings that need to be used. The LN03 always keeps the fuser unit hot this is a big power consumer and harsh on the mechanics that transport paper and the photosensitive band there used to be a usb to parallel converter available for purchase if you can find one of those you might be able to easily connect to a matrix printer bob dave replies thanks for the information bob I haven't checked the LN03 works yet. It might not since it's sold. I'm pleased to hear there's a good chance of running it from the Pi, though. uh, If it does, though. The university I worked with bought a pair of LN03s with a VAX cluster in 1987. And I had a job of setting them up back when then under vms i'm pretty sure neither of them were image printers we later bought a lps 17 i think with a lps 32 much faster higher volume printers with duplexers i didn't offer to take them home when they were phased out though i might have some supplies for the printer but not much of anything so it might be a short delivered experiment Even if it does still print, I need to check out the printer matrix, uh, the matrix printer as well, though I don't really have a use for it anymore. And only one box of line printers. By the way, people, before you throw anything away, don't throw it away. Always check with computer museums and um, other places. I don't know actually where other places will be. If you have ideas of other places, uh, before you throw out stuff, just check and see if somebody else might be interested in. Having it. As I said, those uh, older pieces of kit are probably getting uh, quite fair, uh, fairly difficult to come in contact with now. Kuvno uh, had a comment which I missed. Uh, actually, no, it was an awkward talk with two young computer users, and this was um, uh, hosted by Kuvno himself uh, with his children and in response to uh, Frank, who said it was absolutely delightful. Uh, combiner agreed and said, Yes, it's not awkward. It's just as natural as a podcast can be and real bliss. Keep it up. Someone in the Euros is waiting for more stuff like this. Wow, there you go. Lafayette Library Makerspace by John Colt. There was one comment by uh, someone called 3D Print. Great program. Thanks. Uh, Lutzbot is open harder. The other one, I think not. S. Tl files, as far as I know, are not edible. Editable, they're binaries. Problem of open washing in websites. Original CAD not available. Use free CAD to do more. Magnets use a uh, tight tolerance to go in but use a large chamber inside. Magnet use a tight tolerance to go in but use a large chamber inside. Oh yes, yes. I think he's talking about the the modifications for the stand perhaps. One comment on uh, Ahuka's home SSH server which I apparently skipped over Um, by KD Murray. SSH passwords. Just a quick clarification on a point made just after the 14 minute mark with regard to remote logging to an ssh server from the internet who can make the comment you're transmitting the password in the clear according to the ssh man page all communications between the client server including password verification are done using public key encryption which is correct finally and this is in quotes finally if other authentication methods fail. SSH prompts the user for a password. The password is sent to the remote host for checking. However, since all communications are encrypted, the password cannot be seen by anyone listening on the network. End quote. When using open and possibly hostile networks, something to keep in mind is to watch for the warnings for server certificate fingerprints has changed. This comes up for a server you use regularly. Be very, very suspicious. He loves hearing about security stuff, so keep it going. Smiley face. Yeah. Val points there and that's pretty much it for for today i think um sorry a couldn't join us and also sorry that my uh, little helper <laughs> I wasn't able to. Um, yeah, Filled recordings happen all the time. I'm afraid, folks. That's that's just it. I don't have anything else to say at this point in time. There wasn't a lot on the um, on the mailing list, other than to say the photos of our Camp. They, um, it's been a while since I've been in the UK to our Camp, and the tablecloth that we have over there is absolutely covered in signatures of people who have contributed shows to HPR. This is uh, really, really cool thing so if you want to be one of those people who whether it's on the uh, in the us or in the uk or here in europe comes across a hpr table uh, you will be able to sign your name on that table by simply recording a show for hack public radio what more motivation do you need so also please consider if you're not involved in hpr of no desire to record a show see if you can get more people to record shows i'm particularly interested in other types of voices that you might not hear on hpr as much so read into that whatever you mean whatever you like but the more the merrier that is what we need okay and tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of hacker public radio join us now and share the software you'll be free Hacker, you'll be free.
1: You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself.